Welcome to Phoenix Rising. I am your host, Kaylee Montoya Houston. I am a certified personal trainer and online nutrition coach. I will be joined by my co-host, Julie Montoya Houston. This show will cover all aspects of fitness, including nutrition, exercise, and mindset to help you reach your goals at any stage of your journey. We will bring you science-based information to help you take charge of your fitness goals and give you the power to rise like a phoenix. Okay, welcome back to Phoenix Rising. This is another solo podcast with Kaylee, Coach Kaylee here. Um, This is going to, we're going to cover a very singular topic today. And we're actually going to talk all about fats, the truth about fats, the good, the bad, and the in-between here. Um, I've got this prompted from uh, a client, uh, a follower, and uh, a now friend. And she brought this up and she wanted me to go into a little bit more detail of good fats, bad fats, uh, what she should be eating more of, what should she be trying to avoid. And I agreed. And I thought this was a very great topic that I think a lot of us hear the terms good and bad all the time, yet we're not quite sure what that is. So get ready, take some notes. Um, I'm going to tell you all about the good, the bad, and the in-between here. Um, Right off the bat, let's talk about the bad first, guys. And that's trans fat here. And why are trans fat bad for you? And the polyunsaturated and the monosaturated fats good for you? And the standard fats somewhere in between. So um, four years, <laughs> that was a four-letter word. I grew up in the 80s, the 90s. Uh, we had just gone through the development of the food pyramid fats were at the very tippy top of that pyramid and we were supposed to avoid them at all costs. We were urged to banish them from our diets whenever possible. We all switched to those low fat foods, but the shift didn't make us healthier. Probably because we cut back on healthy fats as well as the harmful ones. And I mean, I truly believe that's probably where this whole obesity epidemic has started. Um And you may wonder, isn't fat bad for you? No, but your body actually needs some fat from food. It's a major source of energy. Now, thankfully, I don't see this as prominent now in this day and age because of the keto craze and things like that. Um, More people are worried about carbs, I think, than fats. But there's still a lot of us that grew up in the 80s and the 90s and still tend to look at the back of the nutrition label. And if it has too many fats in it, we tend to avoid it. Um, So that's why, again, why I wanted to talk about this today, because fat is a major source of energy for your body. It helps you absorb different vitamins and minerals. So those fat-soluble vitamins. And fat is needed to build cell membranes. It's the vital exterior of each cell in our body. And what surrounds our nerves. It's essential for blood clotting, muscle movement, and inflammation. Um, And when we think of inflammation, um, this is a good, inflammation in our body is needed. There is, of course, too much of a a good thing here. So we definitely want that balance. But for long-term health, some fats are going to be better than others. And those goods fats include monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats. And the bad ones include these industrial-made trans fats. 
And then those saturated fats that we hear about fall kind of somewhere in the middle. All fats are going to have a very chemical, a very similar chemical structure. Uh, they're just basically made up of a chain of atoms bonded by hydrogen atoms. Or I'm sorry, a chain of carbon ab atoms bonded to hydrogen atoms. <laughs> I have all these mixed up, so I don't want to go get too sciencey uh, from you here. But basically, what makes one fat different from another is the length and shape of the carbon chain and the number of hydrogen atoms connected to those carbon atoms. So, seemingly slight differences in the structure are actually going to translate into crucial differences in form and function of these fat atoms. Um, but like I said, I wanted to dive into the, the bad fat, the bad trans fat first here. Um, this is the worst type of dietary fat is the trans fat. It is a byproduct of a process called hydrogenation that is used to turn healthy oils into solids and to prevent them from becoming rancid. So I don't know about you, but my mom always had a tub of Crisco above our, our stove. That is a trans fat. So trans fats have no health benefits and there is no safe level of consumption. Let me repeat that. There is no safe level. Therefore, these trans fats have officially been banned in the United States. That's right. They are no longer allowed to make foods with trans fats. Yet there is some leftover trans fat and the foods we eat if you had something stored in the cupboard um it could have already been in um, the manufacturing process so yes we are still to this day i think it was banned in 2019 or 2020 don't quote me on that because i'm not 100 percent sure but there are still some out there um so Early in the 20th century, trans fats were found, like I said, mainly in the solid margarines and vegetable shortening. And as food makers learned new ways to use partially hydrogenated vegetable oils, they began appearing in everything from commercial cookies and pastries to fast food french fries. And like I said, these are now banned in U.S. and many other countries that I'm sure banned it before the U.S. ever did. Um, and eating foods rich in trans fat increases the amount of the harmful LDL cholesterol in the bloodstream and reduces the amount of beneficial HDL cholesterol. So trans fats are going to create inflammation, which is linked to heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and other chronic conditions. They contribute to insulin resistance. Yes, trans fat, not just carbs, not just sugar, but trans fats contribute to insulin resistance, which increases the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. So even small amount of trans fats can be very harmful. For every 2% of calories from trans fat that is consumed daily, the risk of heart disease rises by 23%. So just think the calories that you intake in a day, if only 2% of those calories come from trans fat, your risk of heart disease has jumped by 23%. Like I just want that number to really set into your brain because this is actually my first time digging in and finding that study and that number of the data and 
it blew my mind how what the difference is and how much it affects us. Um, so those are the bad trans fat avoid at all cost. Next, we're going to have those in between the saturated fats um, and saturated fats are very common here in the American diet. They are solid at room temperature. So think cooled bacon grease <laughs> and but actually, what is the saturated fat? Common sources of saturated fat are going to include red meat, whole milk, and other whole milk dairy foods. So you're thinking like cheese, coconut oil, um, many commercially uh, prepared baked goods and other foods now have tr saturated fat in them. Um, and the word saturated here is going to revert. Here's the science again, guys. Um, I just want you guys to get all the information you can, but it refers to the number of hydrogen atoms surrounding each carbon atom. So the chain of carbon atom holds as many hydrogen atoms as possible. It's saturated. Get it? Saturated with hydrogens. Um, now, is saturated fat bad for you? Question mark here. <laughs> And there's many proven studies and disproven studies. So there's a lot of um, information that's going to go back and forth in this. But a diet rich in saturated fats can drive up total cholesterol. And it can tip the balance towards more harmful LDL cholesterol, which prompts blockages in the form of the arteries and the heart and elsewhere in the body. But for that reason, most nutrition experts are going to recommend limiting saturated fats under 10% of your calories each day. But as I said, a handful of recent reports have really muddied the link between saturated fat and heart disease. And there was this one meta-analysis of 21 studies that said that there was not enough evidence to conclude that saturated fats increase this risk of heart disease. But it did show that replacing saturated fat with polyunsaturated fat may indeed reduce your risk of heart disease. So there's two other major studies that narrowed the prescription slightly here, concluding that replacing saturated fat with polyunsaturated fats, like you're thinking olive oil or high fiber carbohydrates, is going to be the best for reducing the risk of heart disease. But if you end up replacing saturated fat with highly processed carbohydrates, then it's going to do the exact opposite here. So that's what those things definitely need to be taken into consideration. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please do me a huge favor and take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your story on IG or Facebook and tag me on IG at Kaylee Montoya Fitness or on Facebook at Kaylee Montoya Houston so I can reach out and thank you personally. Also, if you haven't already, don't forget to rate and review us on wherever you get your podcast from. This greatly helps the show grow so we can help more people reach their own health and fitness goals. Next, we're going to jump into the good fat. This is what you guys have been waiting for. This is where you need to take those notes, and these things should be included in your daily diet. I truly believe this. Um, and the good fats are going to come mainly from vegetables, nuts, seeds, and fish. And they differ from saturated fats by having fewer hydrogen atoms bonded to their carbon chains. So healthy fats are going to be liquid at room temperature, not solid. And there are two broad categories 
uh, beneficial fats here, monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats. And you've been hearing me mention these um, as we've been discussing these. And first, we're going to talk about monounsaturated fats. So think of <laughs> when you dip your bread in olive oil, when you're eating out at that Italian restaurant, you are getting mostly monounsaturated fat. Monounsaturated fats have a single carbon-to-carbon -carbon double bond. The result is that it has two fewer hydrogen atoms than a saturated fat, and it has a bend at that double bond. So this structure keeps monounsaturated fats liquid at room temperatures. And some good sources of monounsaturated fats are olive oil, um, peanut oil, avocados, and almost all nuts as well as safflower oil and sunflower oils. So I don't know about you, but I have olive oil in my diet every single day. Um, I'm doing trying to do better at including avocados um, in my diet every day. And I have some form of nut in my diet almost every single day. Now, not in a crazy amount, but I do have some. Um, now, the discovery that monounsaturated fats could be helpful, healthy actually came from the seven countries study during the 1960s. So it revealed that people in Greece and other parts of the Mediterranean region enjoyed a low rate of heart disease despite a very high fat diet. Now their main fat in their diet though was not saturated animal fat common in say the United States or countries with higher rates of heart disease. It was actually olive oil, which as we discussed, contains mainly monounsaturated fat. And this finding produced a surge in entrance, in interest in olive oil and the Mediterranean diet. So um, in the Mediterranean diet is simply a style of eating uh, that is just, it's very, it's regarded as a very healthful diet choice today. And um, I would back that up. Um, I know my doctor uh, herself, she recommends this. And this is probably the only quote unquote diet that I would recommend to anybody if they want to follow any kind of diet. Um, now, there's no recommended daily intake of monosaturated fats, um, but they recommend using them as much as possible, along with polyunsaturated fats to replace saturated and trans fat. Um, so the number or how much you intake is definitely going to be based off your activity, your lifestyle. Um, what goals you have aesthetic wise, like, are you trying to, to lean out? Are you trying to lose body fat? Are you trying to gain muscle? So that's definitely going to depend. So I can't give you a set number on how much you should eat, but if you reach out, you ask, we can assess, and then I can definitely help you out more in detail there. But, um, last one here is the polyunsaturated fats. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm take a uh, drink of my water here. All right. <clears throat> now, polyunsaturated fats. Just think when you pour uh, liquid cooking oil into a pan, there's a good chance that you're going to be using polyunsaturated fats. So um, corn oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil are very common examples here. And polyunsaturated fats are essential fats. That means that they are required for a normal body functions that your body needs and your body cannot make them. So you actually, you must get these from your food. 
And polyunsaturated fats are used to build cell membranes and the covering of your nerves. They are needed for the blood clotting, the muscle movement, the inflammation. A a polyunsaturated fat has two or more double bonds in its carbon chain. And there are two main types of polyunsaturated fats. And I guarantee you, you have heard of these two. And there's omega-3 fatty acids and omega-6 fatty acids. So if you've been following me long enough, Coach Julie and I, we talk about omega-3s all the time. I supplement, she supplements with omega-3s daily. Another uh, term that is used for is fish oil. So most of you probably do the same. Just simply because in the, the standard American diet, we get a higher amount of omega-6s than we do omega-3s, and we definitely need that to be flip-flopped. So you definitely want a higher omega-3 intake to your omega-6, which is going to help reduce that um, inflammation. But the number, these numbers actually refer So when you think of omega-3s, omega-6s, the numbers refer to the distance between the beginning of the carbon chain and the first double bond. And they both offer health benefits. So I don't want you to think that just because you want more threes and sixes, that means sixes are bad. They're not. They are essential as well. And eating polyunsaturated fats um, in place of saturated fats or highly refined carbohydrates are going to help you reduce harmful LDL cholesterol. And it's going to improve your overall cholesterol uh, cholesterol profile. Sorry, I could, I could speak English today. Um, it's also going to lower your triglycerides. So good sources of omega-3 fatty acids are going to include fatty fish, such as salmon, mackerel, sardines, flax seeds, walnuts, um, unhydrogenated soybean oil. And I always say that because this is on the list for the life of me. You don't ask me where you find that because I have no idea. I just want to include it because it was on the list here in front of me. Um, Foods rich in um, the omega-6 fatty acids are going to include like vegetable oils, safflower oil, soybeans, sunflower, walnut, and corn oil. So those are definitely ones you do not want uh, in your diet as often as you when you think of the salmon, the mackerel, the sardines, flax seeds, things like this. Um, so there is the skinny uh, on the fat here. Now, I do want to say again that we we need to look at the diet as a whole here and not just classifying different foods as good or bad. Uh, for anything, for our heart, for our cholesterol or anything like that, because it is very important, I believe, to understand that the overall dietary pattern is way more important. We have to look at our diet as a whole rather than just one single food or one nutrient. And I think we should encourage more wholesome, less altered foods, so less processed foods within certain calorie ranges to really help with overall health and weight management. So guys, I want to leave you with this bottom line here. It's really not an all or nothing approach to healthy eating. Just like me and Julie talk about, it's not an all or nothing approach to your mindset, to your fitness goals. It's not about being perfect. It's about including those foods that you like 
and trying to have that 80-20 rule where 80-85% of the food you're eating, the things you're doing are helping you get one step closer to your goal and not beating yourself up if for some reason you go out and you have a steak. Oh my gosh, that's sat that's saturated fat. Kaylee says I should only be eating 10% of it. It's going to be okay. I guarantee you it's going to be okay. Tomorrow, the next day, try to add more of those monounsaturated fats or those polyunsaturated fats and go have a, a four ounce piece of salmon covered in olive oil with some <laughs> flax seeds or something. So it's like I said, it's always all about balance. And if any part of this podcast sparked a question in you and you want a little bit more information or if you want my opinion or if you actually want help trying to figure out how to add these into your diet, then don't hesitate. Reach out. Email me. Reach out to me on social media. Uh, reach out to Coach Julie. Um, she's on IG. You can email her. So we're here to help you. Um, and good luck incorporating some of these healthy fats into your diet. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Phoenix Rising. For more information on how to take charge of your fitness goals, follow me on IG or Facebook, or you can head over to KayleeMontoyaFitness.com to apply for a free coaching call today. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show, shoot me an email to KayleeMontoyaFitness at gmail.com. Don't forget to catch us on the next episode.